Hello and welcome to the world according to the knock, the shittiest tornado to hit your life and will have impact on the rest of your life. On this road you will meet the most fabulous people and also some absolute idiots and we are here to help you decipher between the two and make your road a bit more bearable and most importantly to give you some hope. Listener's discretion is advised due to the net sensitive nature of the podcast and the swearing. Welcome to this week's episode of The World According to the Knock. Um, I'm just going to cover a couple of things um, that I've been thinking about and seen. Um, uh, first one, another couple of charities have appeared on my Twitter, which I think could be really useful. So I'm going to contact them and then hopefully give them a shout out um, next week. Um, because I need to ask if they want me to mention them. Um, so yes, there's there's more out there, which is brilliant. Um, if you want to know about the charities that have already been mentioned, look for the Dorothy and Glinda the Good Witch um, episode. Tells you lots there about the charities. Also, don't forget, you can email me if you've got any questions about any of the charity. Well, any questions, full stop. Um, and it's the world according to the knock at gmail.com. The second thing, um, and I would like some feedback on this if possible, either via um, emails, Twitter, um, on the forum, because I know there's a lot of people from the forum that listen um but private message me on there um when i do these episodes i'm very very careful about what i say um because it is public and at the end of the day you know i have to put mine and my family's safety first um so when i get into specifics about the offense and what you can and can't do i'm going to be putting those episodes behind a paywall so they will be exclusive content um so people will have to pay to listen to them um but i would like some feedback on that if possible um it won't be for a little while because at the moment the episodes that i'm doing are just the basics we're not going into anything too um, technical and like about like the psychology uh, psychology side of things and you know the financial side of everything, you know the mental side, the physical side. We're not going near those at the moment. At the moment, I'm just going to do the basics and the different people that you will meet um, on your journey they're the important bits to get out of the way and then we can really get into as i say the nitty-gritty um stuff but i will be putting some content behind a paywall to protect myself and um others and also this does take a lot of time um not just physically but mentally 
you know, I don't think I slept last night because I was just worrying about what I'm going to say. And I don't go by a script. I literally, as I like to say it, I wing it. Um, bits that I do have are from other people that, you know, need to be read out. Um, so, yes, so that's that. Right. OK, let's get on with the episode. This week's episode is a little bit of a tough one for me um, because of my personal experience. Um, so if I get emotional, I'm sorry, but I say that every week, sorry. <laughs> um, people that know me know the struggles that we've had. Um, sorry, this week's episode is The Wicked Witch and the Flying Monkeys. This is not in any way derogatory towards who they are. But, you know, when I'm looking at the characters of Wizard of Oz, we have to see who's the closest. So the flying monkeys are the police. Now, the only reason for that is because they fly in, grab what they've got to grab and then leave and just leave this destruction behind and that's why they're the flying monkeys the wicked witch is the oic oic means officer in charge so they are the officer that is in charge of the investigation now the reason for that is not because they're horrible evil anything like that try not to look at it too much as in the film it's because they're determined that you know their job is to get you know the evidence in what way they can and to hopefully get a conviction so they will get what they need they will go after what they need right so i know that um there are some schemes in place which are brilliant which is um, a couple of police forces are now actually putting in a special specialist officer or team that will come in and support the families after the knock, which is brilliant, great, wonderful work. Will they all do it? Hopefully. I really, really hope so. Um, but... I don't do it from that angle. I do it from the angle of the families. That's the angle I come from. I don't go from any other angle. It's what we go through. And for us, I think what the families would really appreciate is if the officers that are actually coming in and doing the NOG had a lot more understanding training and a little bit more empathy about how they treat the families who are completely innocent especially the children so I've reached out to the community and I've got a few you know little stories to tell um, one I'm going to read out one I'm going to go off the top of my head and then there's another one which is a story that has always affected me. It was right at the beginning of my journey. 
I'm going to leave that one till last. Um, so I don't want to go too much into it, but the one that really struck me, and I heard this the other day, um, and don't get me wrong, the police were lovely, really, really lovely. Um, you know, caring and, you know, were attentive to his partner. But before they left, they told the partner to go and buy a takeaway, get a bottle of wine, sit down and watch Britain's Got Talent and forget it ever happened. That to me was just an absolute lack of understanding of the trauma that people go through. The second one I'm going to read out, um, this lady's wonderful, wonderful lady. Um, so here goes. On the day my world fell apart, my children and I were completely left floundering. They arrested my husband in a busy public place. They took my keys and my husband away. Whilst my husband went to the police station, the police raided my house. I went home a few hours later, feeling completely out of control. I suffer from anxiety and have a heightened fight, flight, freeze response. Knowing that the police had been through all of my things was another trauma on top of the complete shock of my husband being arrested. In the days and weeks, after I frantically tried to find support but couldn't access any. I didn't know there were forums. There was no online meetings and courses as this was all pre-COVID. The police and social services really let me and my children down. Not one of them offered me a pamphlet or signposted me where to go. No one was assigned to support us. All of the interactions were investigating of me rather than supporting me. I felt like I was on trial. The police need to signpost families and offer supportive liaison professional. This would greatly help educate families. The police know about the charities out there helping, but it's as if they don't want you to get support as they want to split up the family. I truly feel that they don't want families to stay together and will do all they can to split them up. This is not their job. They are making personal assumptions and overstepping the boundary between the state and the human right to have a private family life. They often try and justify their lack of support by demonising the offenders and sadly at times escalate charges that people are not guilty of. I hope this changes in the future. It is very sad what happened to us. I hope that if any police are listening to this, they will be more supportive towards families affected by this huge trauma. If they can offer support straight away, science shows that it greatly reduces the impact of PTSD. The police have a great opportunity to make a difference to the lives of innocent families. By Deborah. Sadly, that's what happens in a lot of cases. Exactly like that. And it's really, really sad. The third one was a, uh, a post I read back when I started my journey um, 
and it still affects me four years later and it was from a wife and um, the police had turned up very early in the morning I think it was about six o'clock in the morning and the husband went down to answer the door she stayed in bed uh, the next thing she remembers is <clears throat> four male police officers steaming into her bedroom and telling her to get dressed um, she was in bed she was naked and she asked them if she could have some privacy to get dressed they refused so that poor woman had to get up naked in front of four male officers and get dressed did they turn round? no now to me and to many that is atrocious and disgusting and should never have ever happened and a complaint should have been made um how that will not affect that woman for the rest of her life i don't know so yeah so there's some of the stories only three i've spoken to hundreds and hundreds over the last four years hundreds and every so often we'll get one that the police were great very understanding understood about the offence understood how it affected the families but those stories are rare and they shouldn't be they really really shouldn't be as for mine I am going to say a little bit about mine I wasn't going to but I think I will actually um, we've had two knocks the first one uh, the two policemen that turned up were lovely, very caring and were absolutely, you know, so worried about how we were being affected. Second one, completely opposite. Horrendous. Awful. And it's something that will affect me for the rest of my life. And it affects my children because my child was in the house and it was horrific. She still has nightmares. She doesn't sleep at night. We've now had to install um, a ring doorbell, which I would recommend to anyone that's had the knock, put in a, a ring doorbell. Um, and I know that it's something that will affect her for the rest of her life. Um, I made many, many complaints. Eventually, the last one was upheld. And um, I sort of got an apology, but didn't really. Um, so it will be something that we will be pursuing because it's the effect on us that needs to be taken into consideration so anyway if there is anyone that out there listening and they think hold on a minute this isn't right speak out 
that's the one thing I will say we do have a right to speak I know we're scared and that's totally understandable the professionals have no idea of the fear that is put into us by the knock it's something that no one should ever experience but there's people experiencing it every day while you're sitting there listening to that someone's experiencing what you have experienced sorry <clears throat> so anyway I did ask for some practical advice um, from the community and I've got some I take in some notes it's only a little bit uh, the one thing that has come up quite a lot as practical advice is that families that have been affected by this would like to have support from others that have walked this journey which I think is the thing that actually helps the most because we feel so judged and we feel so alone so when you can talk to someone who's been on this journey it really does help and it can lower the PTSD it can help with the trauma so that is massive and I think it's something that really really should be looked at and actually one of the reasons that I'm doing the podcast it's one of the reasons that we felt there was a need for it um number two the inconsistencies around warrants some are given warrants some are not given warrants I mean I didn't see a warrant until I saw my husband next and he had the warrants in his hand it's like oh would have been nice to be given those we weren't so there's a lot of inconsistency around warrants um they should have one um so if you're not given one at the time make sure you get a copy of the warrant for afterwards number three question everything and i mean question everything don't forget you're the innocents you know you're not under suspicion you haven't been arrested so yes you have every right to question what's happening they may well not tell you what is actually going on but also you have the right to question the way that you are treated so you know that's really really Im Im important number four now this is for people that have not had the knock yet because there could be people that are listening to this look this could happen to anybody absolutely anyone why people think this happens to a certain type but that's crap absolute bullshit to put it mildly it can happen to anyone so if you're listening to this and it hasn't happened to you at least if it does god forbid i never want this to happen to anyone but it it does at least you'll know so this one is be aware of what you say and you have to be very aware of what you say which is really difficult when you've had a massive shock you're completely vulnerable and blurt things out that can be used against you or it can be used against your loved one 
Um, you can also refuse to do a statement. Some police of, uh, police forces do ask, you know, for statements because they'll use it in the prosecution uh, case. You don't have to do a statement. Uh, so don't feel that you have to, okay? Um, number five check what exactly if you are given a warrant check exactly what the warrant says regarding removing property um so if the warrant says it's just to remove the person that's been arrested it's just to remove their devices or their property then make sure that is what is taken um i've seen a lot of the warrants just say just take all devices um some actually come in with special units that actually will check devices on site which can take a long time but at least then you still get the, your devices back at the end of it um, which is a good way of doing it um, so double check that because what I will tell you is it is a nightmare to get devices back it doesn't matter whose devices they are it can take months years it took us three over three years to get back devices that were actually nothing even to do with my husband they were mine and my child's um so make sure you know you check what the warrant says in regards to the items taken from your home ask for an item receipt they have to give you an item receipt Reeves, that is so bloody important honestly having that receipt because then it shows what they've taken and what has to be returned to back to you depending i've got to say on the outcome because they do have the right to destroy um devices if they find material on there that is to do with the case also i have seen not often, but I have seen it, and someone else has mentioned this. Um, the police are telling people not to talk to anyone about it. Um, yeah, again, that's not true. Uh, you can talk to whoever you want to about it. Um, saying that, be extremely careful who you confide in. That's a different episode, but I'm just saying you don't have to keep it all in okay you can talk to who you want um i don't know why they say don't tell anyone i don't know if it's like maybe it's they, they think of oh, by by saying that then it's actually protecting in some ways yes of course it is it's protecting but um it's um it's also keeping all that anxiety and those thoughts and everything inside you which is not a good thing to do so i'm not going to say much more um about this topic i may well do in if i do exclusive content um episodes but as i said earlier this is just the basics so you know who the different people are that you're going to meet on the journey so that's it really for this week um as i say if you want to get in touch email me the world according to the knock at gmail.com or 
message me on Twitter or private message me on the forum. Um, the forum, when I talk about the forum, it's the Lucy Faithful Forum, which is for family and friends. So, um, which is a fantastic forum. So that's it for this week. Um, I hope it's been of some help and I hope people realise that this is from the angle of the community. So please do remember that. And I have to be honest and open with how the community feel. So thank you for listening and I hope to see you all next week. Take care.